Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This week's Man in the Post Extra Time. I am your host, Chris. With me this week, I've got Emma. Hello. How are we? Yes. <laughs> Existing. <I'm>, yeah. <laughs> Existing. That's, that's, that's a good way to put it, yeah. Is that, is that your current mood? Is it anything? <laughs> yeah. Existing. Okay. Is it because it's the end of the transfer window? You'd think that'd be a good thing, wouldn't you? Normally, it would be Barcelona. All those hundreds of millions they spent on players in the past. <laughs> yeah, now people just take advantage of us. Oh, no. Well, I'm sure Leganes <laughs> send their Martin Braithwaite uh, condolences. You know I feel bad about that. Uh, I do, I do. Um, not bad enough, though. <laughs> or maybe the club don't feel bad enough. Sorry, not you. I'm sure you feel terrible about it. Yeah. But there's only so much you can do. Yeah, I love Super Pepino. I'll buy all their merch. But, you know, it's not going to be enough for them. No. Well, look, uh, we're recording about two, three days after the transfer window has ended, so we're going to be spending a, a, a lot of time talking about that. Um, we're going to be talking about bits and bobs of news, and there are World Cup qualifiers going on around the world. But we will start with transfer deadline day, or transfer deadline week, because a couple of things we're talking about sort of took place before. Um, as you're here, I suppose we'll talk about Barcelona first. So... Um, <laughs> uh, some of the outgoings first um, Emerson Royale to Spurs for £25 million uh, Anton Griezmann um, on loan to Atleti for £40 million, oh, sorry, with a, a, an option for a £40 million transfer um, Miran Pjanic looks like he's almost gone uh, and Eli- Elish Mariba um, to RB Leipzig £13.6 million mm. they must have known you were desperate for cash <laughs> All of those people knew we were desperate. If you just told Metti to hang on for six weeks or so while you got rid of these players, would you be able to really sign him now? Uh, now that Griezmann and Pjanic have gone, maybe, yeah. That's um, a sad irony for you. Disappointing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I'm guessing Mariba is the one that makes you most sad out of all those. It does. Uh, and he said uh, in his press conference when he was being unveiled by Leipzig, that things had been said which weren't necessarily true um, about him by the club. So that's interesting. So that goes back to what we were talking about last week, doesn't it, where um, Mm. he was seen as wanting to grab uh, his share of the money. Yeah. So he doesn't feel that's accurate. So why has he gone there? Yeah. I I guess that they didn't give him money. (laughs) (laughs) In the words of... Juan Laporta. They didn't give up. Uh, no, I don't know. don't know. I guess he probably felt that it was a better place to be. It's less toxic for him, I guess, at Leipzig. 
if they, the club have been lying about him, why would he want to stay? Well, no, I guess so. I can see why he uh, he went. But that £13.6 million, pounds, that seems really... Low? Uh, low, considering what Bayern Munich are going to pay for him in two years' time. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I hope we've got some sort of deal where we get a percentage of that. Do you think you have? When they pay 90 million euros for him. Do you think you have? I hope. No, probably not, because <laughs> that's not how we do business anymore. Uh, okay, what about Griezmann going? Are you sad, regretful about that? Uh, <laughs> I regret that we ever bought him. Okay. I mean, we took out a loan to buy him. And now we're going to let him go for 40 million. Has he been a total flop? Uh, he's not, it's not been a success, has he? He hasn't, no, I suppose. But is that to do with where he was played or how he himself uh, played? I think it's a mixture of all of it. I don't think... Uh... He was ever going to be able to play with Messi. Mm. I don't think that was a thing because they want to do the same thing, essentially. Um, and then, you know, he's in a team which is managed by Coleman, and that's not going to help anybody. Um, but he said that he give, he'd given his all, and he was like, I don't think he did. <laughs> there is more left in that play. time. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he did. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, yeah, he's going back to possibly win the La Liga again. <laughs> it's nice to finance people's league titles. We financed Liverpool's a couple of years ago, and now we're financing other countries. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. yeah. What about Emerson Royale? Um, going to Spurs? Uh, well, he played at the weekend against Gustafi, and he was not very good. Oh, really? But, oh, he wasn't great. Um, but it's an interesting transfer because he would have been the competition to or at least backup to Dest and now there isn't anybody and Dest hasn't really made that position his own so Emerson probably I mean I guess it's hard to judge him on three games he wasn't very good in any of them but Barcelona haven't been very good in any of them where was he last season um I want to say Batiste, but I don't think that's right. Oh, so he was on loan last season. As it wasn't at Barcelona last season. No, no, no. We signed him. We signed him in the summer for free. Okay. So we made money. Yeah. Um. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> that's about it. And Pjanic, I guess, but going that's to. All that it's, that's all that it's for, though. That's every one of these transfers. Yeah. Um has been oh no we signed him in 2019 and we sent him on loan to Betis for two years so he's never actually oh, he's only played a couple of games for you yeah so given the fact that you've lost two well three big wage earners haven't you I suppose if you take into account Messi um <laughs> the biggest the biggest yeah uh and you've made 25 million on Emerson Royale you'll probably get a transfer fee for Griezmann next summer do you feel a little bit more optimistic with your long-term future? Can you see a rebuilding job sort of going on uh, next year, uh, next next summer's transfer window? Now you're able to sort of maybe get those finances down a bit, or is it still sort of uh, financial oblivion for you? <laughs> I mean, it's helped. That's as much as I can say, I guess. It's helped. But, and it had to be done. Mm. There, it, it had to be done. They had to leave. But 
Now you have to wait up from a sporting cost and then go, well, we've got some good young players. You know, there's Pedri, there's Pooch, you know, they're, they're good players. But yeah, Ansu's now our new number 10. A lot of lot on that kid's shoulders. I was going to say, yeah, that was... Do you think maybe if you, they waited a season before giving him the number 10, that might be a bit less pressure to give him the number 10 just weeks after Messi's gone? Yeah, but they can't because they can't have a vacant shirt number between 1 and 10 because that's the rules. Oh, uh, OK, so they had to give it out. Yeah, but well, there was rumours that they were going to give it to Coutinho and we could, so, you know, I'd rather it was Ansu than him. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Um, what we need to look at now is on the pit. Right, and for this season, it's it, I, I don't. We need to win things to make to win prize money, right? Mm-hmm. Not sure we're going to do that with Luke De Jong. <laughs> I was going to ask about Luke De Jong. Yeah, you've got him now, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. So you're. I'm um... so excited. I might get his name on the back of the new shirt. <laughs> so your forward line is uh, made in the northeast of England because Martin Braithwaite, of course, used to play for um, Sunderland and Luke De Jong, former Newcastle player. That's right. Um, that's where we are right now. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you could get like Fabrizio Ravinelli back from Middlesbrough or something. <laughs> Do you think we could? <laughs> That'd think... be great. Yeah. Um, what do you make of the De Jong transfer then? Is that sort of not really uh, whelming you over? <laughs> no, of course not. He's rubbish. Um, but, you know, Coleman's Dutch. He's Dutch. Everybody's Dutch. Um, that probably helps, I guess. And apparently he used to play at PSV with the other De Jong. Uh, no, not not with Frankie. With um, somebody else. Seen. Depay. Oh, Memphis Depay, yeah. Yeah. So I guess um, they kind of know each other. That might work out in that way. Maybe. Maybe they hated <laughs> each other while they're there. You know, you yeah, what if they did? <laughs> you can like, always get on with your work colleagues, do you? Exactly. <laughs> what if they did? What if Memphis Depay sort of left PSV and thought, I'll never have to see that Luke de Jong <laughs> ever again? <laughs> yeah. What, what, what have we just done? Yeah. Never will I have <laughs> to look... a documentary. <laughs> No, uh, move over, Arsenal. <laughs> Never will I have to look up in a changing room again and look that twat in the eye. Yeah, and here, <laughs> now here he is. <laughs> um, so, you're, now the transfer window is closed, your hopes for this season, do you feel sort of confident of anywhere, anywhere in the top four? Um, increasingly, increasingly unlikely. Yeah? Yeah. So you think you're going to miss out to Sevilla and who else? Atleti, Real Madrid, Sevilla, Villarreal, Sociedad. Maybe we'll finish sixth. Oh, okay. I mean, it doesn't help with the Villarreal goalkeeper going walkabout in his own area in the 94th (laughs) minute. What was he doing? (laughs) That was very funny. Well, I mean, not if you're Unai Emery, but... No. The um, Villarreal players sort of going down and lying on the ground sort of as if they're in sort of extras from Platoon or something was worth watching. <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> I had no idea what he was thinking. Um, well, staying in Spain then, um, Real Madrid, uh, they bought uh, Eduardo Camavinga for £26.6 million, which he was an excellent signing. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed watching him play for uh, Ren. Um, he's not quite the finished product. But 
he is very much a work in progress who if he works out um, that could be an excellent it was sort of Real Madrid team for years to come couldn't it if you include Vinicius as well yeah and then they're signing Mbappe in the summer or in January whenever they decide to do it yes um, I was going to ask you about that so the, the Mbappe um, who wins for this because obviously Real Madrid have put this bid in Maybe they put the bid in knowing it wouldn't be accepted, but you know, showing Mbappe that they want him and they're interested and they're, they're the only team to put the bid in. Or does PSG win in the fact they keep him for a year to do whatever in the Champions League and he might enjoy playing with Messi and Neymar uh, and he might be tempted into staying a bit longer? I guess that's what they're hoping. Mm. Um, but it seems a bit of a risk when he can just go for free in 10 months or 9 months. Yeah, it does, but I don't suppose the normal financial rules apply to PSG, do they? <laughs> no, apparently they don't apply to Real Madrid either, so... No, exactly not, no. Um, so, yeah, I suppose they can afford to to lose him on a free in 12 months' time. That's that's horrible, isn't it? It'd be fabulous. They can afford to lose him. Well, and the bid they turn down as well. Yeah. It's insane to me. It'd be fabulous if he went to Manchester City or somebody instead of Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah and Kamavinga in for twenty six point six million. Who said is a is an excellent place. They've had a decent window, haven't they? Because they've got Alaba in as well, and they've um, shifted off a couple of players. Yeah, Ramos. They've, off they've the somehow found some money to um, which Florentino Perez said that they didn't have. Yeah. And they've looked decent <laughs> up front in the first few games as well, haven't they, with Bell, Hazard and, and Benzema? Yeah, they look much better uh, going forward than they do in defence. That's very true, actually. Yes, they do, don't they? Yeah. Uh, yes, Varane, that's the player I was trying to think of. Yeah, they do, they do look an awful lot better, don't they? Mm. Um, I still kind of think it is um, Athletics to lose, even though they have lost Saul. Uh, he wasn't really getting a look in anyway, so... So, oh, I think that's why they let him go. Okay. Um, yeah, so he's got a loan to uh, Chelsea, hasn't he? Um, mm. And I guess that's going to be a midfield three of him, Kante and Jorginho, I guess. Well, I don't know, because it, it seems like a weird choice for him to go, because I don't think he's guaranteed starting there, is he? He might as well sit at Atleti for that. I guess so. I mean, is uh, what does he what's he best at sitting in a two in front of the defence or can he play? Mm, him? Yeah. So he'd I don't be... think they're gonna play him instead of Kante. They're not gonna do that, are they? Well, I wouldn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Jorginho, he's he's fairly quietly he's the fairly the world's key. best player apparently. What better than Dejan Lovren? <laughs> <laughs> he's only the world's best defender. Oh, okay, fine. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> excuse me. Um, Two into three doesn't really go. I guess you could sort of do a three, and then up front, what would you have? You'd have Lukaku ahead of Mount and maybe Pulisic, I suppose, wouldn't you? Mm. Then you've got Havertz and Werner, and I guess it's good for Chelsea. They're going to have some depth for when they need to rotate players because of you know the Champions League matches and stuff. Yeah, Ziyech as well. They're going to have a really good Carabao Cup team. Yeah, they are, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. And you've still got someone like Hudson Adoy, who's not even going to get a mention. There's talk of him leaving, wasn't there? Um, but 
they yeah, weren't he particularly didn't go, keen. Did he? No, we were linked with him. Bayern Munich were, were linked with him uh, quite a lot. Mm. Um, it's um, it's quite strange what's happening with him. But yeah, I think that I put them down as champions. I did a, I did a little thing on, a, on another podcast, um, and it was uh, sort of place your teams in you know the order in which you think you'll finish in the in, in the Premier League, and you get points for it and all that sort of thing. And I put Chelsea down as champions. This was just after they signed Lukaku, but. I can understand that. Yeah, that's a huge amount of depth, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, Adam isn't here, and I was going to ask him about uh, Everton because Solomon Rondon is in. They got him for free, didn't they? That's a very rough signing, isn't it? It's a very rough signing, yeah. <laughs> um, and they got Hamis. Uh, sorry, uh, Hamis Rodriguez still there, but not mm. there. He's kind of sort of surplus to requirements and drawing quite a big salary so it'll be interesting to see whether he gets used or not um, and they've let Moisey Ken go and I was going to ask Adam if he was here he can't be here unfortunately but I was going to ask him how he was good enough for Juventus to earn in that move to Everton um, how he was so good at PSG last season but how he flopped at Everton what's the issue there? Do you think it's just because it's cold in Liverpool? Do you think? I don't know. <laughs> There's no rhyme or reason to it, is there? No, do you not, do you not think? I don't, maybe, yeah, it seems... Um, it's a shame he's not worked out for him because he's an incredibly talented yeah. player. Uh, I mean, I hope it works out for him um, at Juventus again. It was Juventus, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got, he's got a lot of talent, doesn't he? He just needs to find somewhere he can nurture it yeah and he's uh, competing against um uh Alvaro Morata, isn't he so you know i guess he's not got an awful lot of <laughs> competition i mean they could pick you or me again instead of Morata, right <laughs> poor Morata. he was really good in his first spell at juventus but um he seems a man then, bereft of confidence then things changed for him right <laughs> Poor guy. I mean, at, the end of, at the end of the day, he's still financially secure for him and his family for generations to come. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, he still has the last laugh. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, not, it's not like he has to get up and go to an office at seven or eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, and then Manchester United, they've let Dan James go to Leeds for twenty-four million pounds, which uh, Ross in our WhatsApp group was quite happy about. Mm-hmm. Um, Despite the fact that Dan James was a a, yeah, a Judas and a splitter a couple of years ago when he went to Manchester United instead of Leeds, um, all is forgiven apparently. <laughs> um, and then Cristiano Ronaldo back to Manchester United for seventeen million pounds. Um, crikey, the gushing on social media this last week. Horrible. Ugh. Seventeen million pounds and how much a year in wages? Ooh, a lot. It's going to be a lot, isn't it? It is. He's not going to have gone there and been happy sort of earning less than Phil Jones or something, is he? <laughs> I wouldn't be either. No. Uh, he's probably going to be the sort of one of the top couple of best paid players there, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, obviously the allegations against, uh, against Cristiano Ronaldo in regards to his uh, rate back in Las Vegas in 2009... Um, Sky Sports on their Twitter feed were hiding the replies that mentioned that. Uh, wow! In their Twitter feed, yeah, Football Weekly is the only one of the sort of the big podcasts I've heard mentioned it. Others may have done that I've missed. 
Um, the Athletic uh, f website did lots of sort of gushing articles on Cristiano Ronaldo uh, as he um, rejoined Manchester United, and then it was only this morning they put out, or no, yesterday that they put out an article that mentioned the rape case because um, so many people had been in the comments saying, "What about the rape case?" Uh, so they had to do a little story about the allegations and the background to the allegations. They did mention quite a lot in the um, article, the severance, or the, the payment, the hush money that was paid to uh, the lady that accused him. I don't know why mm. they felt the need to do that, but they did do it quite a bit. Um, but yes, it's uh, it's a gushing reply. If you see all the old, uh, all his old teammates on social media, um, Sir Alex Ferguson getting a lot of credit for this and all that sort of thing. It's sickening it's grim how do you think he's gonna help them on the pitch this season uh well it's gonna be it's gonna be fighting to take free kicks and penalties with fernandez that's true <laughs> um, i guess he's gonna play down the middle isn't he gonna do? <laughs> quite possibly i guess he's gonna play down the middle as well isn't he he's gonna score goals isn't he he will score lots of good... Yeah, there's, uh, Jonathan Wilson on Football Weekly uh, earned the ire of lots of Ronaldo fans by suggesting that his time at Juventus was a complete flop. I don't think that's untrue. No, I don't think it particularly is either. So um, Juventus had got to two Champions League finals before he joined, hadn't they, in the recent years. He joined yep. to get them that Champions League win um, and... He didn't and they're further away uh, than they were <laughs> um, and he's drawn an awful lot of wages that could have been spent elsewhere I suppose is what this guy's argument was so yeah, yeah that's not incorrect <laughs> no not at all uh, The Athletic who we just mentioned also had to do an amendment to one of their headlines this morning because they said that after he scored his goal in uh, his winner against um, uh, Ireland yesterday they said the highest international goal scorer ever and lots of people were replying saying men's goal scorer so they uh, they had to amend that after a while because um excellent yeah which is good to see uh yeah uh liverpool in the champions league they let shea ojo and reese williams go out on loan but they came in apart from canati which was a long time ago <laughs> oh just a barren wasteland it is as will be our trophy cabinet <laughs> <laughs> virgil broke his fingers yesterday apparently did he yeah. Well, he doesn't Urban use this to Harland run, does he? helped him do it. Oh, did he? Yeah. He doesn't use them to run, though, does he? <laughs> it's not like his ligaments. I mean, yeah. yeah, apparently he dislocated his finger and he popped it back in on the side <laughs> of the I, yeah, gross, right? I played football with somebody that did that once. It is, oh, God, it's grim. Yeah. He, um, He'll be fine. He doesn't the... need his hands, does he? So. Oh, no, exactly. Well, this guy was a goalkeeper. He did. And so he took his gloves no. off and popped Ouch. it back in place. It was just, oh. No, just, no, I'd be going to a hospital. Yeah, I once heard a guy um, do, his, uh, do his ACL at football. And I could hear it coming near the end. It was like a twig snapping. Oh, no, no, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> it was ugh, grim. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's <laughs> that's Liverpool. Uh, other <laughs> sort of, uh, transfers, um, Onsen Edouard, £14 million Crystal Palace. That seemed quite a decent transfer. Um, less so because of the open goal he missed in the Old Firm derby on Sunday, but he's generally a decent goal scorer. He's got a, he's got a few goals in Celtic, right? Yeah. Like he, um, 
Is he just out of favour? Is that where they let him go? No, well, he started on Saturday. They bought, I can't remember his name, but the Japanese fellow they bought uh, to play through the middle who played out wide uh, on Sunday against um, Rangers. Um, I can't remember his name, but they bought him to play through the middle, so maybe that's why they've let Edouard go. There has been talk about him for some time leaving mm. Celtic. Um, that's not a bad forward line, is it? So you've got Eze, although he's out for some time at Palace, you've got uh, Wilfred Zaha as well. They've needed someone to score goals for a couple of seasons now, haven't they? So... They have, yeah. Andre Ayew, or Jordan Ayew, and um, Christian Benteckele were doing it so much. Yeah, so hopefully it'll work out for them. Yeah. Uh, Hector Bellerin has joined Real Betis on loan. Oh, Hector. It's gone down well? Uh, yeah, well, Arsenal fans are, like, in two minds. Like, well, it feels weird without him, but, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Probably should have gone a while ago. I yeah, he'll be a good signing for Batista. He what? Sorry. I think he'll be a good signing for Batista. Do you think? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I like. I told you I like Betis, so I like him though. So we yeah. Like uh, Sergio has been released by uh, Tottenham. Jerome Boateng has joined Leon uh, on a free from Bayern Munich. Um, oh dear, why has he done that? I don't know, but I know they do have problems in defence because they uh, suspended Marcelo a couple of weeks ago. Um, and Jason Denea is not the most reliable of defenders. So, um, <laughs> true, yeah. Which, yeah, it's an understatement. And they lost Ben, ben Larami as well, uh, who's gone to the Middle East. So, yeah, maybe they've had to bring drone boating in. Uh, and completing the sort of holy trinity of movement from Leipzig to Bayern... Uh, Marcel Sabitzer has joined Bayern Munich, joining Upamenko uh, and Julian Nagelsmann. That was only about £15 million as well. That was quite a steal. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, so some sort of winners and losers overall from this transfer window. So uh, I've got Daniel Levy as a winner, therefore Kane a loser very much. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we can really sort of argue with that. Uh, in uh, Manchester United, as winners for Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, James Sancho, and Rafa Varane, that's kind of true as well, is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. I think they've addressed. I don't want to say good things about Ronaldo. So. No, I know. Um, but I think they've addressed a, a key issue in defence there, haven't they, with Varane? Well, kind of, but they needed a midfielder. Yeah, they do. There's sort of more sort of central midfielder Fred, than Fred, ain't it? No. He's not. No. Uh, would Saul have done a job there? Or Saul? Could have done, yeah. Saul. Yeah. Saul. Yeah. Uh, okay, Chelsea have got down as winners because of him and also Lukaku. Uh, but they didn't get Declan Rice or Jules Koundé, who <laughs> has had a bad week this week because um, he was sent off for France the other day. And he's also now ignoring phone calls from Monchi and uh, Lopetegui as well. Uh-oh. Yeah. Does that mean he wanted to leave? I guess it means he does want to leave, yeah. Um, <laughs> and the other thing for Chelsea is only Inter and Aston Villa raised more in transfer fees than Chelsea, uh, which was £130 million. So they've had a pretty decent window, I guess. Yeah, they have definitely won. Yeah. Uh, Leicester signed uh, Yannick Vestergaard, uh, Patson Dacker, uh, Bertrand and Adam Lutman. They've done all right. PSG, I've got them down as winners because I know everyone has a signing on fee, but they've really only paid for Hakimi this year, haven't they? Uh, yeah. Yeah, they, they've they done a good job, haven't they? Yeah. <laughs> Again, all Although this... They, on the surface, they've done a good job, but the players that they've signed are ageing. 
somewhat. Some of them are. I mean, Donnarumma and Hakimi aren't, are they? I mean, Messi and... No, no, no. But, you know, Ramos. Ramos. Let's see. Uh, aging. How old is Wijnaldum? Wijnaldum's only about 30, I think. Again, aging. Oh, really? 30 is aging, is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, For the yeah. purposes of this agenda, yes. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, they're no spring chickens, all of those players, are they? But I think, that, of all the teams, I think they probably had an incredibly good one. Um, yeah. Losers, I've got, I've got Harry Kane. Uh, and I've, I've got um, Arsenal as well. 50 million for Ben White. Um, 24 million for Aaron Ramsdale. Uh which, you know, if they'd hold that it... That one's still a mystery. It certainly is, given it's only a year since they sold Martinez to um, Aston Villa, who's doing incredibly yep. well. Uh, and Joe Willock, they sold to Newcastle for £22 million. And someone was saying, I think it was on a podcast I listened to, that's the sort of player they'll spend, or sort of position they will spend £50 million on filling next summer. Yeah, yeah they probably will. <laughs> uh, so, you know, they could, only if they could have... buy him back. Do you think? Yeah, Arsenal. <laughs> uh, and I think it was Emil Smith Rowe, it probably wasn't, who wanted to leave. They said he couldn't leave and has now been told to train on his own. Yeah, it was Ainsley Maitland Niles. Ainsley Maitland Niles. I knew it was a double barrel game. Yeah. <laughs> Ainsley Maitland Niles, yes. And uh, Eddie Nicchetti has gone out on loan as well, I think, hasn't he? Yeah, that seems a bit mean to do that, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't know what what is going on down there. Yeah. Nothing good. No, uh, not at all. Anything else on transfers that you would like to say? Uh, I still think it's weird that Falcao signed for Vicano. Oh yes, I forgot to write that down. Yes, go on. <laughs> Doesn't it seem a bit? He was in Turkey, um, and now he's just pitched up at Vicano, which is a suburb of Madrid. How old is he? Um, oh, that's a good question. Thirty-five, maybe. I was going to say that. That's like a nice, safe mid-30s number, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he is. He's 35. <laughs> Nailed it. Uh, well, there you go. He feels like a good guess. Uh, and he... It's still weird, though, isn't it? Like, Falcao. <laughs> oh, yeah, very much so. Very much so. I don't so. remember good Falcao. It does seem an awful long time ago. It literally was that injury before the World Cup, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. That's what did him. He yeah. didn't. He didn't have a great time over here. Um, no, he didn't, did he? Yeah, Galatasaray seems to have done okay. But yeah, you're right. It's um... He also qualified, apparently. His um, grandfather was English and was murdered or something uh, by a gang of ne'er-do-wells. And um, a 13-year-old, Radomel Falcao, tried to apply for English citizenship but was turned down. Wow. Yeah. Just imagine what could have been. Yes, he could have been up front with Wayne Rooney. <laughs> Dream team. <laughs> uh, okay, right, so World Cup qualifiers. Uh, we will start in Europe as Portugal beat the Republic of Ireland 1-0, thanks to a last-minute um, Cristiano Ronaldo winner. Uh, but 19-year-old Gavin Bazuno, uh, the third-choice Irish goalkeeper, did save a penalty of his earlier on. Um, Ireland got zero points after three uh, games in Group A. Um not Sunderland, Scotland. I wrote S. I wrote S. Stroke Land. Uh, Scotland nil, Denmark two. With thanks two goals in the first Could fifteen have been minutes. Sunderland. You might, yeah, they probably wouldn't have done much for us. Um, <laughs> Norway drew one-one with the Netherlands after those mean Norwegians destroyed Virgil Van Dijk. Um, 
that group is uh, let's see the top four separated by one point. So Turkey top, uh, whereupon I will predict them to get to the semi-finals of the World Cup and they'll go in the group stages. Um, they embarrassed us all, didn't they? They did. They did. Uh, on eight points, and then on seven is uh, Netherlands, uh, Montenegro, and Norway. Uh, and then France versus Bosnia. That's one-one. Makes that Kunde red card um, and. Can't remember who scored for France, but it was uh, Eden Jacket scored for Bosnia. Um, plenty of other games going on at the moment. <laughs> Griezmann scored for France. Griezmann scored for France. I wonder if I got it. <laughs> um, in Africa, this is second round qualifying with the first set of fixtures. The Cabo Verde Islands drew one one with the Central African Republic. Uh, Mali beat one uh, Kenya one nil in Group E. Um, Libya and Egypt both won in Group F. Uh, Libya won uh, beat Gabon with Pierre Amrik Abamyang in. Uh, T1, thanks to an 89th minute winner by uh, Sanad Al Uwafari, or Uwafali. I knew I shouldn't have written his name down. Um, and Senegal beat Togo 2 0. Thanks to a Sadia Mane girl helping them along. Uh, in Asia, it's the third round, um, first set of fixtures in the third round of qualifying. Uh, Iraq, managed by Dick Abdukart, drew 0 0 with South Korea. Uh, an upset for Japan as they lost 1-0 to Oman uh, and I watched Iran beat Syria 1-0 earlier on. That was interesting. How was it? Do you know what? It was alright. All I could think about was George Bush though while I was watching it. It's <laughs> 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 sort of access of evil. I just imagined him in the crowd booing. <laughs> <laughs> just every touch both sides. Exactly. I did watch United Arab Emirates at home to Lebanon and I had to turn over because there was a man in the crowd I mean, it was a great atmosphere and everything, but there was a man in the crowd with his most enormous loud inhaler. It was like he got about four loud inhalers stuck together and shouting through them. <laughs> was it more annoying than the Vuvuzela? No, I like the Vuvuzela. What? I liked it. In fact, I had Who one. Who are you? Why? I had one. In fact, my wife... Oh, God, Chris. My wife broke it by snapping it over her knee. I love her. <laughs> So we got it, and um, basically I just used it in the garden, chasing the old dog around the garden with it, um, <laughs> and he hated it. <laughs> so yeah, they did. Then, They're really annoying. Yeah, well, he hated being chased around the garden with it, as you can imagine. Um, <laughs> honestly, I felt like Thor stood in the back garden, <laughs> blowing through some Viking air horn or something. <laughs> honestly, I, I never had such a feeling because my garden is sort of on a plateau. Um, and down to the other side, you can you can see for like twenty or thirty miles down the other side. It's fabulous. And you know, I felt like I was some sort of call to arms in the medieval times or something. <laughs> so anyway, she hid it, and about three years later, I found it. And by which time we got a new dog, so I started chasing him around the garden. Um, and then I only put it down for a minute, and she put it over her knee and snapped it in half. <laughs> I respect that. I really do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, in answer to your questions, I was quite happy with the Boo Boo's <laughs> Crazy. The England band, on the other hand. They're very annoying. Yeah, just playing the great escape over and over again. Mm, do that, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in South America, after six games, Brazil atop of that on 18 points. Uh, then it's Argentina 12. Um, and then um, in third place, it is... Uh, just bear with me. Oh, no, it's gone. Did your notes just disappear? No. Are you all kidding me? Do you know what I had? What? I had Sashi's Ecuador. Did you? <laughs> yeah. And in third place, it is... 
not him, but it is. Oh, I had it sound on YouTube there before. There was so much build-up. Oh! <laughs> I had it. I, I found it before the pod started, and I sort of got to that exact point. Oh, and Excellent it... quality bit. <laughs> and it went. Oh, I'm so gutted. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Uruguay in fourth place on eight points. I think it's a top four, I think, go through, don't they? I think. Uh, do- doesn't one team have to have a playoff? Oh, I thought that was the fifth team. Because they have, like, a playoff against Australia or Iran or someone, don't they? Yeah, they do. Uh, so, Venezuela playing Argentina. Uh, I'm not going to do it again. Ecuador. That's ruined now, isn't it? Uh, they're playing Paraguay and Peru playing Uruguay and Chile are playing Brazil uh, there are no Oceania Champions League fixtures sadly Oh. I know uh, now in the CONCACAF region it's the final round of fixtures uh, and these are the first um, first set of fixtures to be played uh, they haven't happened yet they're going to happen uh, tomorrow morning so we're recording this Thursday night so uh, whatever time it is over there, uh, we, we, we've sort of played in a few hours' time. So it's Canada with Alfonso Davis and playing Honduras. Uh, Panama against Costa Rica, which, if you say with a Geordie accent, sounds brilliant. Uh, Mexico versus Jamaica and El Salvador versus the USA, who are without Zach Steffen and Christian Pulisic. Does he still have coverage? Hmm? Does Pulisic still have coverage? Oh, I don't know. Is that what he had? I think so. I think that's why he didn't play for Chelsea. I bet he's an anti-vaxxer, isn't he? Do you know what? He looks like one. Given his... Um... That's strong vibes. Yeah, given his MAGA support. Mm. Oh, speaking of which, hang on, let me just find this. I was pointing out to this on another podcast. Have you, you know... Ecuador again, is it? No, 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 no. Do you know Chris Waddle? Uh, yes. You're aware of him. So, footballer from the 80s and 90s. Uh, fabulously talented player. His likes on Twitter, I, I've been pointed to, uh, are very Uh-oh. much, yeah, very much of the uh-oh variety. Uh, okay. They talk a lot about um, migrants. They talk a lot about uh, uh, about cases of COVID might not being what they should be. And, you know, are we being fed things by the mainstream media? Oh, no. Yeah. Um what the hell are we doing collaborating with a World Cup tournament hosted by this regime? I mean, you know, that, I suppose you could sort of see that. That, sense, that one's fine. <laughs> That's quite... <laughs> I read that one out without... Um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but look, he's liked a tweet from a uh, uh, an account called Migration Watch. Oh, no. Mm. That just sounds bad. The, the tweet says, they've gone quiet because their liberal elite think one thing while their traditional supporters think think something else they're talking about the Labour Party uh, there's like more than one tweet from Migration Watch um, oh dear talk about Angela Merkel's mistake in opening up the Germany to migrants uh, yes what a mistake having a rich multicultural society yes oh a third tweet from Migration Watch he's liked nations have borders borders need protecting it ain't complicated exclamation mark oh god Wow, another one. <laughs> okay, I'm going to come off that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so um, <laughs> he um, he might sort of think um, Christian Pulisic is a a wet lefty. <laughs> <laughs> Probably 
well, he's an immigrant, right? Because he was in the United Kingdom, so probably yeah. wants him out. Probably wants to be. Yeah, I mean, Pulisic himself is a. I guess he was like surname was a migrant. Um, you would think so, wouldn't you? I think. Yeah, I mean, I think. Um, I'm trying to read back. I'm trying to remember back to my book knowledge. He must hate himself. Do you think he does? <laughs> he <should>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In other bits of Bob's abuse, uh, Chile, Mexico, and Paraguay, uh, their FAs have contracted uh, contacted FIFA to ban players from playing for clubs um, whose players uh, uh, who, for, for clubs who refuse to let uh, their players play at international level. Because you remember the. There's certain red list countries that um, England or, or on uh, Britain's red list where you have to quarantine or not allowed to travel to yeah. uh, because the of COVID. Of, the entirety of La Liga tried to stop players going to South America and stuff, but they got overruled by the Court of Arbitration for Sport, so they had to go. Oh, really? Okay, so in yep. this country... Um, Ben Burton Diaz, uh, the guy from Stoke, who played for Chile at the Copa America. Mm-hmm. Um, Raul Jimenez from Mexico and Miguel Almiron from Paraguay. They've not been allowed to travel. Uh, and apparently there is a FIFA, yeah, there's a FIFA statute that says um, uh, players who don't play for their um, international teams during an international window can uh, be stopped from playing for five days after that window ends and I think maybe this was to get around the fact that you know when you sort of call players up for a friendly then all players start dropping out mm-hmm. it's possibly to get around that so Chile, Mexico and Paraguay are looking for FIFA to use that statute to punish those clubs I th- why can't people be more um, reasonable <laughs> these are extraordinary circumstances right now there is a global pandemic still going on yeah I mean, the fact we're having to play these things at all. Yeah, it seems stupid to me, but yeah. there you do? go. There we go. We are just two people talking into a microphone, aren't we? We are, yeah. <laughs> what, uh, do we know? <laughs> what do we know? Uh, speaking of um, Christian Pulisic and anti-vaxxers, Granite Xhaka Miss Sunderland, uh, Sunderland, and again, Switzerland's 2-1 win. <laughs> you are obsessed. <laughs> Sunderland. Uh, I wrote S-land again. Um, Switzerland. Switzerland. Granite Xhaka is Switzerland's 2-1 win over Greece uh, due to a positive COVID test. It's since emerged that he uh, has voluntarily not had the vaccine. Oh no, Granite. I know. So uh, the Swiss FA have sort of said it's down to every player to make their own individual choice. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> Hello actions meet consequences. <laughs> <laughs> they never usually happen so quickly. How do you mean? You never get the uh, consequences oh. of the action so fast. No, well, you know, it's happened pretty quick here, isn't it, I guess? Yeah. Uh, although many is the um, far-right American talk show host uh, or preacher who has refused the vaccine and uh, gone on to uh, grab a fatal dose of it. Yeah. Um, Terrible times. Yeah, but Granny Shacker, yeah, he's, uh, he's refused the vaccine. He's not had a good few few days has he <laughs> he's not no uh that was a terrible tackle he put in wasn't it that was definite it was, yeah <laughs> definite red card um yeah you, can you make people get the vaccine if they're sort of traveling abroad for international football i don't know it's um it, it's pretty awful he's not had it yeah i saw someone um 
uh, the U.S. Open is happening right now in New York. Yes. The tennis. And I saw one of the players that it was strange that the crowd are, well, they're supposed to have been mandated to have had a vaccine to be able to attend. Mm. But the players don't have that mandate. And that seems strange. Mm. And I was thinking about it and I thought, yes, she's right. It is a bit odd. Do you think that's what Simitas was doing on the toilet for all that time when he was playing Andy Murray? He was getting a COVID (laughs) test. He did it again in his next match and got booed. Did he? Brilliant. (laughs) People hate him. Maybe he took his iPad to the toilet and started watching something. Well, there's a theory that, um, because if you look at his player's box, well, he's not there. His father um, spends all, and his coach spend all their time texting. Yes, I've heard that. And they stop as soon as he reappears, and then his entire game plan changes. Oh, really? Yeah, it's just a theory that's out there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I felt sorry but we digress. We digress. Oh, poor Andy Murray. I'm sad that he's sad. Uh, Pepe Reina, do you like Pepe Reina? Uh, no, he's a supporter of the uh, basically Spanish fascist party Vox. I wish he hadn't told me that. <laughs> is Sorry, he really? <laughs> yeah, he is. Okay, what do, I know you've done this before. What do Vox stand for? Uh, they're fascists. They're basically Nazis. Okay. Uh, so you won't be too sad to hear then that it, he has said the thorn in his career, quote-unquote thorn, um, was not winning the Champions League in 2007 when they lost to Milan in the final. My heart bleeds for him. <laughs> uh, he's looking to become a goalkeeping coach now. Is he? Mm-hmm. Is he still at Lazio? Uh, no, I think he's left. I think I think he's retired. Oh. I think. Let me have a little look. Pepe Reina. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, no, he's still there. Oh. Sorry for that. 36 times he played for Spain. Crikey, that's a lot, considering you've got Ike Casillas in front of him <laughs> and Victor Valdez. <laughs> Lazio seems the right place for him, though, doesn't it? Fascist. <laughs> yes, I suppose it does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else have we got? Okay, um, Dujek Letakar uh, of Marseille um, has been told he will face a quote-unquote sporting sanction by the club for refusing to move during the transfer window, or on de- oh, sorry, it might have been transfer deadline day even, um, because the club were a bit annoyed. He didn't move, and uh, therefore they weren't freed up funds to go um, play... Uh, for uh, uh, to go by other teams. Can you do that? Can you just well? Can, <laughs> can you do that? Do you... I'm asking for Juan Laporta who might <laughs> want to talk to, you know, certain players at Barcelona about that. Do you? I mean, 2002 World Cup when Italy got knocked out by South Korea. Yeah. Uh, the guy that scored the winning goal for South Korea played for Perugia at the time. And uh, the uh, chairman of Perugia sacked him. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Italy. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, but, you know, South of France is a nice place, isn't it? And uh, if you've got a contract, you've got a contract. Yeah. It's, they should honour it. Exactly. And who wouldn't want to play for San Paoli? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're kind of stuck, aren't you? I mean, you know, this is like this sort of alternate way for Harry Kane, isn't it? You know, this is a guy honouring his contract. <laughs> and they say there's no honour in football anymore. No, exactly. I mean, given the chance of leaving a central defensive partnership with uh, Alvaro uh, 
can't remember his surname. The racist. The racist. Uh, then yeah I would probably be hot footing it out of there but you know he seems to want to stay well you know Marseille's a nice place it is it is a nice place Uh, Jordan Henderson has signed a four year contract extension I was waiting for Jurgen Klopp to come out and say that's like a new signing (laughs) in the way in the way that Arsenal Wenger used to say in the same way that Arsenal Wenger used to say that fourth is like a trophy (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's not, is it? No. Uh, yeah, no, I was going to, I was sort of waiting for that because um, Robertson has signed a new contract as well over the course of the summer. Virgil van Dijk has, and I think somebody else has as well. One of the forward line have, I can't remember which one it is, but yeah, so we've sort of strengthened the sort You don't of... need new signings then. I think we do. <laughs> got another four years of Jordan Henderson. I mean, that's a magnificent thing, having four more years of Jordan Henderson. And who wouldn't want that? Well, yeah. He's a lovely man. He's a lovely man and a hugely underrated player. <laughs> You'd take him at your place, wouldn't you? they take anybody at this point. <laughs> Henderson and Busquets. <laughs> that sounds like a dynamic moving um, <laughs> midfield, doesn't it? I would pay. I would pay my euros to watch that. I really would. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, Ali from the Sunday Show very upset on Twitter during the course this week that Divock Origi is still a Liverpool player. How? How is he still a Liverpool player? <laughs> I don't know, but I accused Ali of having no heart because of that one time he did that thing. Well, that's Barcelona. Uh, that the fact that he scored in the Champions League final, the goal against Everton when the ball kept bouncing off the crossbar. Uh, Name me things. some others. Sorry. <laughs> Name me some others. <laughs> I mean that's probably as far as it goes, but you know, I, like I said, I'd give him a job for life. I'd make him be a steward or something, or you know, work oh, no, on the reception. You'd name the ground after it. I mean, <gasps> what an idea! <laughs> it's just not enough to sustain a career. Uh, a club. It's the, just not. The Divokarigi Coliseum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ali pretty much said that as well. He's sort of very much on your side. But like I said to him, you know, I would... I'm very sentimental. I'd, be, I'd make a terrible manager. Yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't be able to drop anybody, would you? Just... No. You wouldn't be able to look at them. I mean, if, if it was down to me, Virgil van Dijk would be playing in central defence with Sammy Hippie at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you would have a Jesse Dudek and goal. <laughs> oh, oh yes, you'd have a central defensive partnership of sort of Gerard Piquet and Rafa Marquez. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love Rafa Marquez. I can't. <laughs> and you'd be having um, who would you have up front? You'd have Bojan and uh, Saviola up front. <laughs> so yeah. You're, you're very glad that I'm not in your manager's position. <laughs> well, you make Coleman look like a good choice. Yeah, or Christian Teller will be back there as well. Don't you know? Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Ronald Coleman, all is forgiven. You're not Chris. What about that for a forward three? I mean, it would still be Iniesta and Xavi in midfield. Uh, well, of course. Yeah, you're not crazy. No, but they were doing a lot of donkey work. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably better than our current front three, so... Do you think? Well, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, okay, what else have we got? So yeah, I was going to talk to you about the anti fatty number ten. We did sort of touch on it earlier on. Um, so I, I guess he had to take it then because you yes. have to have those numbers filled. You're saying I, I, he, he, they offered it to him. So yeah. he's a brave boy. Are you allowed to retire shirt numbers? No. Okay, so they couldn't have done it. Yeah. There's no chance that it could have been retired or anything. No. I hate that anyway. That's stupid. What the? Oh, what the retiring of numbers? Yeah. <laughs> Why? Or even if it's a posthumous thing. Posthumously? Yeah. Hmm. Maybe posthumously. Yeah. Sure. But why would you do all those? You know. Our number tens. We've had Raquel May was number ten. Oh, he's Ronaldinho still was number ten. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, these players come it's and go. It's a lot for him, though, to take on after Messi. Yes, I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking. It's forward five you're going to have. So it's going to be Raquel May, Ronaldo, <laughs> Tello. Raquel May play for us. <laughs> and then it'd be sort of uh, yeah, Tello, Saviola, and uh, Bojan. <laughs> Lots of running around by um, uh, Iniesta and Zavis. What's that? That's seven. Uh, PKN Marquez in defence. Eight, Love nine. It. Danny Alves, ten. So it's only three at the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who'd be your goalkeeper? Zubi Zaretta in goal. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. I can, I can live with it. So that's three, two, five. <laughs> the formation. <laughs> the classic Barcelona formation. Oh, Cruyff would like that, wouldn't he? He's turning over in his grave. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, yeah, this is the um, the rather grim bit we're getting to here. Um, <laughs> the bit I've been looking forward to. Yeah, sorry about this. So, seventeen-year-old uh, girl has accused Olympiacos defender uh, Ruben Semedo of uh, of gang rape. Uh, he allegedly lured her home after meeting her in a uh, nightclub in Greece. Uh, and the entire board of the Icelandic FA has resigned uh, following claims of a cover-up of uh, sexual assault. Um, the allegations involve a player called uh, Kolbein Sigtherson uh, and relate back to 2017 when he was accused of groping a woman uh, in a nightclub. Uh, she went to the police the day after the case was investigated but the player wasn't charged. Uh, the player continued to be picked for Iceland and her dad emailed uh, the head of the Icelandic FA, Gudli Bergson, the former Bolton player, uh, to complain that he was still picked. Um, Bergson rang the dad up and said, OK, sorry, uh, we won't select him anymore. That worked only briefly. Um, Gudli Bergson went on TV last week to say that he wasn't aware of any abuse allegations uh, concerning Icelandic players and the girl then went public with the phone calls and the emails um, and sort of transcribes uh, she said I feel my uh, I feel me and my family were called liars um, and faced with this overwhelming evidence that he did know about it uh, Goodly Bergson and the Icelandic FA have resigned that's so grim it's awful isn't it because these aren't isolated cases are they this is like you know all over Allegedly Las Vegas, allegedly Greece, allegedly Iceland. Yeah, allegedly Manchester. Yeah, Afghanistan as well, allegedly. So it's all over, isn't it? It's. You think that maybe there'd be safeguards put into place and people would be happy to just suspend the players when they do something wrong? Hmm. 
Hey, Manchester City. <laughs> yes, he's been rendered in custody, hasn't he, Benjamin Mindy? Mm. Uh, um, go on. Yeah. Yes, he's accused of multiple sex attacks and rapes, including one last month while he was on bail. Is that right? I think that is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, last month. And he's still been playing for Manchester City. That's Sunderland-esque, isn't it, when they knew and that And they Adam... haven't said anything about it, either. No. Uh, Why? Although, should they, if the case is live and ongoing? If your player has been accused of rape and has been charged with rape, uh, why would... You shouldn't still start him, should you? Oh, no, I'm not sorry. You, you said they hadn't commented. Sorry. No. Oh, well, yeah, I don't know whether they can, like, with, like you know, yeah, an open case, but... They kid without going into details, can they? Like, you know, if he has, if he has been, if he gets found guilty of doing this, that you know, can't they say that they would sack him or condemn him or whatever? Yes, you could come out and say something like that, couldn't you? Uh, Sunderland were well, were well aware of um, Adam Johnson when he continued playing for them while uh, on bail for his crimes. Um, I think the Sunderland. Uh, someone in the Sunderland hierarchy, I can't remember her name, but she um, saw the texts that, and the messages that incriminated Adam Johnson and they still carried on playing. Um, That's unacceptable to me. Very much so. Because he scored a few goals that um, saved them from relegation that, that year. He scored a last minute free kick at Anfield, uh, which sort of gave them a point and helped them survive in the Premier League. Yeah, and look, if, if you are accused of something like that, Mm. I mean, you shouldn't be... Your employers should not be facilitating you to keep doing what you do. No. Because if they was in the real world, if it was someone who worked in an office, they would probably be sacked, right? Mm-hmm. There'd be no, yeah, of course, you go back to your job, you'll be fine. They would be fired. So I don't know why that doesn't... It, extend to a professional sports person no okay so what are you saying about um benjamin mendy and his vip area oh yeah <laughs> i read a story that said that he thought he was going to a vip prison or a vip wing of a prison which um had celebrities in it and they would be like looked after like they'd have playstations and their own rooms and whatever and he had a freak out when he realized that he was going to a, um, a wing of the prison where he'd just be with general population. Yeah. And he freaked out about it because he was just with normal people. That was... Imagine having to explain that to him. Imagine the entitlement. Yeah. <laughs> you were going to a celebrity prison. Celebrity prison, jeez. That's about some sort of horrible game show. <laughs> It's like a Netflix show. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll finish with something a little more lighthearted. Uh, a new law is coming to effect in Belgium, which says that anyone who accidentally kicks a ball into private property, sort of like your next neighbour's garden, you've got a legal right of access to get that football and retrieve it. Nice. Yeah. If they are willing, it says. Come. What if the neighbour? still shoots you <laughs> well they can't uh, if well, they, they could well they, they could but they're not allowed to um, 
it says here until the, so the person that sort of came up with the law, Professor Vincent Sagart, said until September the first, the neighbour has to return the ball, but they can deny you access to their garden to do that. From September the first, you have the right to go and get your ball or pet if your pet's escaped, provided it got there by accident. Uh, just kicking the ball over the hedge to look around is not allowed. <laughs> so. <laughs> If you're sort of playing in a park and you're wearing a balaclava and you're maybe dressed as some sort of burglar, you can accidentally kick the ball into uh, a neighbouring garden. Feels like there's some loopholes there. Yeah, it says you have the right to ring the bell of the neighbour and ask first, but if they refuse or are not at home, you can still enter the garden to quickly get it back. But only to look for your ball, uh, not to take other things, because that is still called theft. (laughs) Wow. They're trying to operate on the honour system. Yeah. People cannot just start walking into anyone's garden and it is the role of the justice of the peace to see to that. Abuses will also be sanctioned. We have to be vigilant about privacy. Um, it will also be a legal right to access a neighbour's garden to set up a ladder and trim, trimming a hedge or cleaning a gutter. <laughs> so you can go into your neighbour's garden to set up a ladder? Yeah. Okay. That seems strange. Sackett said he did not believe the the law would affect the right to privacy. Of course, third parties cannot use people's property, he said. We are talking about situations where a ball really has ended up in the neighbour's garden by accident. Honestly, I can imagine since the 1st of September, the, the sort of, if you were sort of going to fly a drone over the, sort of the top of Belgium, it would be that sort of football's popping over from one side of a fence to another <laughs> and nosy people going to have a look. <laughs> would you be okay if people were coming to get their um, balls that they've kicked into your garden. No, I wouldn't. See, you'd chase them off with your pitchfork, wouldn't you? I would, I would. I would, mm-hmm. uh, very, yeah, I'd get that little four kilogram dog of mine. <laughs> <laughs> He's terrified. <laughs> yeah, so I'd, I'd scare them off. Imagine that, how do you like it? Someone crawled onto your balcony to go and get something back of theirs. Well, I mean, that would be terrifying because I'm not on the first floor. So. <laughs> <laughs> Someone really, really wanted their football back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, go and buy another one. Um, yeah, I'd be, I'd be outraged. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine sort of maybe there's going to be some sort of tit for tat where a neighbour then, if someone kicks the ball into your garden, you get annoyed with people coming over and constantly getting the ball. Yeah, then you go and go and buy a football yourself to go and kick into your neighbour's garden. <laughs> it's just going to start lots of like little wars between neighbours. <laughs> I don't think this has been thought through properly. I don't think it has at all, has it? So there we go. Right, have you got any other business at all? Uh, not that I can think of. No, okay. Uh, so we are Man in the Post, um, part of the App Man in the Post network. So with any luck, um, Ali and Dave and Simon, who met Matt Target at the uh, golf course today uh, and uh, showed us a photo of that, uh, we'll be back on Monday to review. Well, we haven't previewed any games, unless they're going to talk about the um, CONCACAF World Cup games. <laughs> Maybe they will listen. They're not you, Chris. No. Maybe they will. Maybe they'll um, be reviewing that. Uh, we are Man of the Post on Twitter, so that's at Man of the Post. Uh, on Instagram, at Man of the Post. Also, you can give us a like on Facebook as well. Um, some more uh, pre-season previews have been uh, released as well, so you can give us a follow on Acast, on Spotify, um, or on iTunes if you uh, leave us a review. We're eternally grateful for that as well. Uh, and all your future episodes will fall automatically into your inbox, uh, so you don't have to sort of go out your way to search for us anymore. Um Emma, they can't follow you, can they? They can't. No. How do they follow you, Chris? No, they can follow me on Twitter at Jesse Loesch. <laughs> Good follow. Good follow. Yeah, follow Lots me. There you go. That's my Jesse yeah. Loesch impression. 
accurate. Yeah, what sort of Jewish New York lady? <laughs> <laughs> hey, give me a follow, huh? Oh my god, very. It's like she's in the room. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I'm only about two steps away from the sort of lady that used to stand on the chairs in the Tom and Jerry cartoons when she saw um, <laughs> Jerry. <laughs> Thomas, Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Right, thank you ever so much, Emmett. You're welcome. And always remember to keep your man on the post.